Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Two weeks in the NBA season are down, so it is time to start looking at making some trades. And here are some players that I think are going under what they can produce for the rest of the season. You could potentially buy low and get some serious value. Let's go! talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are going through the first buy low show of the season. Today we're going to be giving you, I'm going to give you five players that I think are going undervalued and have had a bit of a slow start to the season, but I still feel confident that they can be better than what they've done this season and that the uh, people who have them on their roster might potentially be panicking, and this can apply for category and point six. I think all five of these guys are undervalued in both formats, so you can definitely get them for the cheap, and it can help you in the long run for fantasy basketball leagues. So we're going to get stuck into it. I'm also going to be doing a, um, a video slash podcast on sell high, guys, which will come tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon by the time you're listening to this. Uh, and then we'll also be doing a, uh, a hold or fold kind of a show for more of those back-end guys or players that I'm potentially worried about uh, or players that, you know, we need to just stand pat and not drop just yet. So those are the few shows coming up. There is no basketball happening tomorrow. I am recording this show still as the Nuggets and... Who are they playing? The Nuggets and New Orleans Pelicans game is going on. So... Some of the rankings that you see up on the screen, if you're watching live on YouTube, uh, may not be 100% accurate because there are still games being played. And as soon as those games are played, those rankings will move certain things around. But it'll be very close, very close. Um, and again, it's more about talking about the players and what they're doing at the moment and what I believe is accurate or not accurate moving forward. So let's discuss the first player. First guy on the list here is... The guy who I was admittedly, and I'm going to you know, say it right here and now, I might have been too high on Jordan Poole. I've already adjusted my projections of him, and when he was coming in to me as a sort of a top 30 player in minus one rankings in my projections, I have adjusted those, and I now see him more as a top 40, top 45 player moving forward with a little bit of room to be convinced either way. But I still maintain that even though I have been, um, you know, to a lesser extent proven wrong on being high on Jordan Poole, I still believe that what he's been doing currently is far below what he can do this season. And if we just look at his rankings so far, he's 102nd in non-category rankings. He's 83rd when it comes to Yahoo Points Leagues, and he is still 65th when it comes to minus one rankings. So 
Despite how bad he has been and the blowouts and the low minutes and things like that, Jordan Poole is still in a minus one ranking 65th of the year. Um, the nine category rankings are poor, and there are a few things that I think that can definitely change here for Jordan Poole. The number one thing for Jordan Poole is the minutes. The minutes are down, and it is something that I have adjusted on my projections, but I still think that when he's averaging, what is he averaging right now? 20, I want to say 28 minutes. I'm looking it up here. He's currently averaging 27.9 minutes per game below what he was averaging for the Golden State Warriors last season when he was coming off the bench. Now, there have been so many uh, blowout games. Three out of the first six games for the Washington Wizards have been blowouts. Um, in fact, I could argue that there was another blowout there and as well against Atlanta where he played low minutes, but the, the score was kind of closer in that last quarter where they kind of made this fake comeback. But uh, So that really leaves you with two legitimate games that were kind of close. And in those games, he played one game, he played 36 minutes and the other game, he played uh, 28 minutes. So... The Washington Wizards are bad, and I originally had him projected for about 35 minutes coming into this season, and I don't think he's going to get there. So that was something that I misread. Maybe I didn't quite appreciate how many blowouts there were going to be for the Wizards and how bad they were. So I'm going to put my hand up and say, yes, I was incorrect about that. The other thing that I think is maybe something that I was a bit bullish on was how many times he could get to the free throw line. But... So far this season, he is getting to the free throw line 3.2 times a game and shooting 78.9% from the free throw line. This is a player who is, who's been at above 90% shooter from the free throw line in the past. Last season, he was 87% from the free throw line on five attempts per game. You cannot tell me that Jordan Poole is going to average fewer than five free throw attempts a game when he did so off the bench last season for Golden State Warriors. I believe that that number rises back up close to the high 80s and the free throw attempts go up by another couple per game this season as well. His usage is currently at 29.3% on the season. I think that has a little bit of room to rise as well. Last year, again, off the bench, he was uh, slightly higher at 29.4%. So I do believe there are a few things that can improve this season. There are also some things that will come down. His steals at 1.7 will not stick at that height. Um, his 0.7 blocks will not be that high as well. But again, he's averaging 1.8 rebounds per game. And I think that has a chance to also come up. So a lot of things here I think can improve. I don't think he's going to be someone who's averaging 27 points per game, which some suggested. Now, in my projections originally, I only had him averaging 25 points per game. Uh, I have adjusted that again now to closer to 23 points per game. So I think he's more of that 23 points, 2.8, 2.9 threes per game. Again, getting to the free throw line more like five and a half per game instead of like the six and a half, seven that I expected him to do this season. So all of that kind of brings him down a little bit close to the uh, 40s in value, which is still right around where he was going in drafts. I don't think he's going to be the bargain that I thought he was going to be. So again, I put him in the, in the sleepers video in the uh, preseason. I'm willing to admit that that might have been incorrect, but I don't think he's going to be the bust that he has been so far this season. And again, this is a guy that people just love to hate. They love to clown on him. They love to put up all his lowlights. Uh, and he can be 
gotten really cheap. I've had people ask, you know, whether or not to drop him in leagues and things like that. So go and float out one of your sort of like a, a couple of your worst players. If you're in a punt field goal percentage, if you're in a punt blocked or punt bi- uh, rebound build, this guy will still be extremely valuable to you. There will be ups and downs and the low minutes and ter- um, sorry, not turnovers, the blowouts for the Washington Wizards is frustrating. But we're still only six games into the season, and this player can go on stretches where he's putting up really good value. Today, he had a decent game, 23 points, four threes, six assists. He got to the free throw line, still only three times on that game. So the free throws are probably the most concerning thing to me. I do still believe that that can come up. So for me, he is still 100% a buy low. Again, I'm not viewing him anymore as that top 30, top 35 player that I was in the preseason. I think it's maybe more realistic to expect him to be like a top 50, top 60 player. I probably wouldn't be offering someone that high, but if you can get him for someone in sort of like the 80s, 70s, 80s, I think that that is still a victory depending on your build and what you're looking for. And in a Yahoo Points, he's still averaging, he's still a 83rd ranked player in a Yahoo Points league. And I do believe when those minutes start to come up, he gets to the free throw line more and gets more points as a result of that those uh, fantasy points will come along as well. So I think he is a buy low in both formats. Let's go on to the next player. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next player here is Pascal Siaka. Now, this one was in my uh, bus video, and so far I've been right, but I don't think he's going to be as bad as he has been so far this season. He has so far in nine category leagues been the 158th ranked player. He's been the 89th ranked player in Yahoo Points Leagues. He is usually a very, very good Points League player. And in minus one, he has been the 113th ranked player if going by that metric. And what What's happened with Pascal? Well, his usage has absolutely taken a nosedive this season. And uh, a lot of people were thinking that with Fred Van Vliet gone from this team, that he would see an increase in his usage. It's been the exact opposite so far. Now, going into the year, we knew that there was trade rumors about Pascal Siagam's uh, bad vibes and things like that. Um, we thought that maybe he might get a bump in assists again with Fred Van Vliet gone. Again, similar story. It's gone the exact opposite. He's averaging 15 points, 6 rebounds, 4.7 assists, 0.4 steals, 0.1 blocks. Uh, so the defensive stats are absolutely gone. Um, not that he was a big defensive stat guy, but he could be better than this. Uh, he's shooting 41% from the field. So again, that's down compared to his 48 and 49, the two prior seasons. So there's a lot of things that can improve here. He can be more efficient. Instead of 41%, he can maybe be shooting 47 48% which, again, if we just keep him at his current usage, instead of being like a 15-point-per-night guy, he's more of a 17, 18-point-per-night guy. 
I do believe that that usage can rise up a little bit as well. So he was at 26.8% usage last season. He's at 21% so far this year. I think he should settle in more towards that sort of 23% usage guy. I do think it it has it will drop from last year. I don't think it's going to be an increase or even stay the same. Scotty Barnes definitely looks like he's the guy on this team. They do have a new coaching staff on this team as well. And reminder, his minutes, again, whilst they're still high at 35 and a half, so it's not really the minutes issue, but the change in coaching staff definitely presents that extra X factor uh, for a team like the Toronto Raptors and who they want the ball in more so. And it definitely seems like Scotty Barnes is going to be the guy that takes that mantle moving forward this season. Um, but I do think that it can come up a little bit more. So whilst I think the rebounds and assists are kind of, they are what they are, um, Scotty seems to be taking a few of his rebounds there as well. I still think he can be a player that can get closer to sort of 19, 20 points per game. I think the defensive stats can come up a little bit. Instead of 0.1 blocks, it might be closer to 0.5. Instead of 0.4 steals, it'd be closer to sort of 0.9 or 1 steal per game. And all in all, I think that that boosts him up closer to sort of the, um, in a nine-cat setting, like the 60s, 65, 70s. So again, I still think he's going to be a bust and where he was being drafted in the mid to late 20s or 30s. Uh, in a points league, that's definitely more valuable. He could be still someone who's maybe top 40 in value. But there is uh, a lot of scope for you to still get him at a decent bargain because it has not looked good, but I do think it will look better. So remember, I'm not, I still think that he was a bust compared to where he was going, but I don't think he's going to be this bad uh, moving forward because there are a few clear signs that I think that can improve this season. So I do think that Pascal Siakam is a buy low. Um, and if you can, if you want to see those sort of, again, you know, 19 points, seven rebounds, five assists, a steal, half a block, uh, percentages are you know below average on both, maybe a three per game. That is what I can expect from Pascal, but definitely a step back from last year, I will expect moving forward. Let's go on to the third player here, and it is Jalen Brunson, who is someone who had a dreadful shooting game today. So um, if you're quick to act, he can be someone with a lot of recency bias there as well. But even prior to this game, he had been struggling a fair bit this season. Um, So he is currently... Ranked uh, 128th in nine category uh, leagues, 55th in Yahoo points, much better in that scenario, and 76th in minus one. So definitely more of a buy low in category leagues, but still, I believe a buy low in points leagues as well. He's averaging 22 points per game, 3.9 rebounds, 4.6 assists, 1.3 steals, no blocks, and 2.33. So those numbers are all not terrible. Um, I think he can be better in the assist department. I think he can be better in the scoring department. And that really comes back to his uh, efficiency from the field. So he's shooting just you know 40.1% from the field, which is well down from his 49% last year and 50% from the field last uh, the year before that. I don't know if he's a 50% shooting guy, but he's definitely more of like a 47 or more like a 48% field goal guy, in my opinion. So you've got a lot of scope for that to improve. He is actually taking more field goal attempts this season than he was last season. So, so far, um, his usage is actually up. Uh, He is averaging 28.6% usage versus 27.6% usage. A little bit of that might be because you haven't had RJ Barrett for a couple of games and and he's absorbed some of those. He did have a 45-point game just the game before, so... 
A little bit more of a tricky one, but this seven-point most recent outing where he shot 16% from the field might also help that as well. So, um, yeah, I, I do think that he can be better, and just the fact that he's shooting more than last year helps me you know, still think that he's a massive buy low uh, because it's it's really all to do with the field goal percentage with him. So, um, look, I don't expect the blocks to come at all. The steals might even come back a shade at 1.3 per game. He's probably closer to one steal per game. Uh, but really, it's the field goal percentage, 40% on the season. Get that up to 48%. And instead of 22 points per game, he's averaging 25 and a half, 26 points, um, 4.6 assists. I think that could be closer to five or six. So again, that takes him from 128th in nine category rankings to top 50 pretty comfortably, in my opinion. And in a minus one setting, he's more likely to be a top 40 guy in that scenario. So uh, I do think that he is someone you can get at value after this terrible game in uh, today's matchup. Let's go to number four on the list. And it is Zach Levine. Now, Zach Levine and Chicago... There have been some some struggles over there recently, and Zach is probably one of the more disappointing players so far. He is, in nine category leagues, the 121st ranked player so far this season, 75th in Yahoo points, and 91st when it comes to minus one. He is averaging 22 points, 2.43s, uh, four rebounds, 2.3 assists, 0.8 steals, 0.1 blocks, and shooting just below 42% from the field. So the big things here compared to what we've seen from him in the past, the assists are down at 2.3 compared to his 4.5, essentially the last three seasons. The points are down slightly as well, 22 compared to his regular 25 points per game and the field goal percentage is well down. So he's had the past three seasons all shooting over 47.5%, down at 41.8% field goal. That is definitely something that will bounce back. He's had a few ugly games. Um, He is someone that I definitely think, you know, he, he put up a, a better performance today, 24 points, uh, two rebounds, three assists. But I think those assists are definitely going to start to come back up. Uh, he did have that 51-point game, you know, uh, you know, the third game to the season. So, again, those games kind of stick out in people's memory. But just prior to that, people were asking me a lot of questions about what the hell is going on with Zach Levine. He looks really disinterested. He had that eight-point game. Um, so... Depending on your league and your manager, you know what game sticks out in their mind a little bit more might make it a little bit more difficult or, or easy to buy low on them. But again, if you're someone or if you're trading with someone who's concerned a lot with the rankings, his rankings are quite poor. And a lot of it, again, just comes down to the field goal percentage and the assist numbers, which I both think can rise. We know what Zach Levine is. There's nothing majorly different on this Chicago Bulls team uh, from a season ago. So I do think that I'm pretty confident he's going to be able to at least replicate what he did last year, which uh, for nine category rankings was a top 50 player. So I feel pretty confident if you can get him for someone who's sort of top 70, top 60, uh, you're getting a pretty good deal here if he suits what you're looking for with uh, scoring and uh, threes and doing it relatively efficiently, or at least much more efficient than what he is doing at the moment. So those points will come up as well as the assists. Last guy for today, trying to keep this video short and sweet, and it is Chris Middleton. Now, Chris Middleton has been extremely frustrating to start the season, and he might even be showing up on some waiver wires out there. He obviously has been held back by a minutes limit that has started this season. Um, he missed a, a game on a back-to-back earlier in the year as well, but so far he is averaging, well, he's the 990th ranked player in nine category uh, leagues or nine category rankings, 170 72nd 
uh, in Yahoo Points Leagues and 184th when you consider minus one rankings. He's doing all of that in just 18 and a half minutes, averaging basically 10 points, one three, four rebounds, 3.4 assists, 0.8 steals, no blocks, um, and doing it relatively efficiently. So the efficiency isn't the issue. It, it really just comes down to the minutes. Um, the encouraging thing is, after starting the year with three games of basically 17 minutes or fewer, the last two games, he's come up to 21. And the most recent game, he went 21.2, put up 15 points, three rebounds and four assists. It's still not great, but I do believe that I am encouraged by the trajectory of this minutes ramp up. And if you are, if someone who in your league has Chris Middleton, they've fallen behind a little bit and they're struggling to get some wins, you might be able to grab yourself a guy that you might require a little bit of patience for. He won't be at his best uh, for a little while still, but I do see a pathway for him to at least get back to, uh, again, we weren't, we weren't super excited about him with Damian Lillard coming to this team. So I would probably more view him as a top 80, top 75 kind of a guy. Um, not the top 50, top 60 guy that we maybe thought of before the Damian Lillard trade. Um, but I do believe that obviously 190th, that means you wouldn't have him on your team. And again, some people have dropped him in leagues that I've had questions about. I do think that it will require patience, but he will be a lot better than this. And those minutes will start to come up. Um, and I, I'm expecting to settle around the sort of 30 minutes per night uh, range once he's sort of uh, up and firing. He did play minutes in the second half today as well, which was very encouraging after a few games where he played basically all his minutes in the first half and then didn't reappear on the court. So they are starting to ramp up. So I do believe that you can get some good value on a player like Chrissy Middleton. That will do it for us today, guys. I know I've probably missed a bunch of other players, but I wanted to just try and keep it short and sweet. Five players. If you have any other questions about any buy lows, uh, drop them down in the comments on YouTube as well. Make sure if you are enjoying the podcast this season, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a five-star rating and review as well if you have a spare 10 seconds. Would really, really appreciate that. Make sure if you're over on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. And tomorrow we will be coming out with a sell high video talking about some players that maybe are overdoing it and you can get some value if possible. And then uh, hold or fold, talking about that later. Until then, see you next time. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.